Here we go. Tiger podcast. Dan Hawk, Cody Watson. We're going to do our own podcast. Watson and Hawk. (laughs) Mondays through Friday. We're good. Okay. Welcome to Inside Tiger Football, brought to you by Rib Crib. I'm your host, Dan Hawk. Alongside me is head coach Josh Blankenship. Coach, coming off this bye week, you know, what did you learn from everything? Uh, we had the Patriot Bowl. Let's get into the nitty-gritty. Take a little bit, take me back a little bit to the offense with the Wasso. What what did you take away from that matchup? Uh, a lot of things. Um, you know, we came out, uh, and not, I know we're talking about offense, but defense came out after uh, kicking the ball off and forced a three and out, forced them to punt, which was uh, you can't ask for much better than that other than a turnover. Uh, offense got the ball somewhere around midfield, um, you know, went with their opening script, had a little functional issue there because they kept taking off um, uh, Wasso players for either knees not being covered or – uh, visor issues, whatever. Um, but we're, you know, standing there trying to get going, uh, run our first play was a quarterback counter, get a little bit out of it. Um, I think the second play was a direct snack to Caleb trying to get him some touches. Um, the, you know, little side notes of encouragement, you know, we're a sustained block away from maybe that one going to the house. Um, you know, stuff you don't know until you really get on film and look at it. But, uh, third play, we convert a third down, complete a ball over to Osmond into their sideline. Um, and then we go a tempo play, get the ball out to Caleb again, and it goes uh, all the way to the house, and then we get it, have to bring it back with a holding call. And that right there um, is adversity, and mm-hmm. that right there is what we're struggling with right now. So we, we have a setback, uh, we, whether we get in our own way, whether you know we deal with something normal like a, a holding call, um, you know, things out of our control, um, you know, like an official's call. And we've got to find a way to uh, learn how to respond in those situations and dig ourselves out of that. You brought up Osman uh, hauling in a touchdown mm-hmm. uh, over 40 yards. And, you know, he's getting his feet wet after missing that season opener. Took a hit to the wall. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, it was a pretty scary moment. But just tell me about his toughness. on he's still getting up, playing, yeah. and going through all that. Well, Toughness has never been a question, number one, with Osmond. Uh, it's never been a question with our team, um, not this group. Uh, that That's one of the most encouraging things about this group, and Osmond uh, being one of those guys is as erratic as his play can be, and he'd be the first one to tell you that. You know, he pl- did some really good things on offense, um, didn't play well on defense. Um, but we're going to go kind of as he goes. Um, and there's some other guys that kind of carry that as well, and, and they own that. They, they're proud to carry that burden. Um but uh, toughness has never been a question. You know, he hopped right back up. Um, um, you know, we had to let him know that, no, bud, you are out, so <laughs> you're done. Um, but, you know, if he had it his way, he would have been right back in. Um, thankfully, that's why we've got athletic trainers looking out for those kids. Um, you know, resilience, toughness, grit, physicality, effort, um, some of those things that are intangible things that there are those years where you wish you had more of, mm-hmm. we have those. Um, that's why I still uh, remain very, very optimistic about what we have in store for us this year um, because the guys are still giving us everything they got. They, they've got some key ingredients in toughness and physicality. Um, you know, it's, we've got to do a better job of coaching them to teach them um, how to know what to do in those key moments and maintaining that focus throughout four quarters. Your other tight end, Zeke Wilson, also finding mm-hmm. the end zone completely open, probably one of the hardest catches in the fact that he knows <laughs> right. if he drops it, it's all on him right. or he's going to take it away that way. But how is he stepping into that, you know, footsteps of Derek Osmond mm-hmm. with knowing he's going to be graduating soon? 
uh, you know, he's owning it. And he, he, it was him, Nick Irvine. Um, and we had a couple other guys that are really filling into that spot. Um, but we didn't have Derek, you know, and, and Derek and then Lane Condry were, were projected to be those first two tight ends, whether it's an 11 or 12 personnel. Um, and then with both of those guys being out to open the season, um, you had some other guys that stepped in. Ben Neal's the other one. Um, but doing a great job. Um, it's kind of an unsung role until you see him pop mm-hmm. in a little, you know, a little tight end dump down there in the goal line. Um, but other than that, they're just soldiers doing their job, getting better and better every week. Um, not only do they have big shoes to fill with Condry and Osmond being out, but there's a little bit of a tight end legacy here from the past couple of years. Uh, Josh Wilhite was very, very explosive, dominant, just another soldier that did his job at a high, high level on a regular basis. Um, so we knew those were shoes to fill. Um, very, very pleased with those tight ends coming along. It's a position that, you know, you got to catch, you got to block. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a, it's a lot of mind going into it as well. I mean, is that stuff that's easy to coach or is it natural? I mean, how, how do you, how do you break it down for me? Oh, you know, I think the only time something's easy to coach is when you got a really, really, really exceptional kid. And then you feel like a great coach, you know, <laughs> cause they, they get it all probably even before you're trying to explain it. Um, yeah, you know, it's a unique position. Uh, you know, I think a lot of them are now, um, you know, quarterbacks are runners now, you know, uh, running backs have to be receivers now. Um, you got a lot of guys playing both ways. They got to know defense and offense, uh, tight ends, are, you know, more of a naturally hybrid position where you, you know, half the time you feel like you're no lineman. And then the other half of the time you, you feel like a receiver. Um, so there's definitely some cross training there, but, uh, um, when you got guys that are really uh, uh, bought in, uh, believe in their coaching that they're getting, and then they have those ingredients we talked about, like toughness and physicality and effort, um, you know, that the sky's the limit for guys like that. In the backfield, multiple backs played mm-hmm. different roles for you, which is can be good and bad. I would say positive for the fact that a lot of players are learning the the role of the running back. What, what do you see it as? A lot of potential for explosiveness. You know, I think uh, uh, one of the things that we didn't know until we looked at the film, but our offensive line, who's slowly coming together, you know, three games in now, um, first time that group's been together with only one returning starter in Ricky Fernandez. But um, those guys are really starting to gel a lot more than you probably would have noticed as a casual fan. Um, Was really pleased with their progression as that game went on. Um, But the running backs – are a product of that, you know, and uh, Octavian was the one that kind of made a splash in game two. Uh, he had to. He was forced into that situation mm-hmm. with Cabri um, being the, the kind of the slotted starter. Cabri Harris uh, was out in game two, and we didn't think we were going to have him for uh, uh, Friday night against Owasso, and then uh, a couple hours before the game, he was cleared. Um, so he hadn't practiced in two weeks. Um, you know, he, he was able to jump in and get a few touches. Um, probably comfort level in what we were doing wasn't there. Um, but he's a guy that uh, it's, it feels really good having that guy back because he's a, a dependable senior that's got some you know high-end explosiveness to him. Well, Coach, let's take a quick timeout. We're inside Tiger football brought to you by Rib Crib. We'll take a look at the defensive performance of the Tigers against the Rams and kind of look ahead. Stay with us. Tulsa Bone & Joint, Northeast Oklahoma's sports medicine experts. We are pleased to help you and the athletes in your life with a number of surgical and non-surgical options. Tulsa Bone & Joint is proud to serve as team orthopedists for local high schools such as Broken Arrow, Owasso, Sepulpa, Kasha Hall, and Bishop Kelly. We're also proud to be team orthopedists for FC Tulsa. Tulsa Bone & Joint, moving life forward. (laughs) Your side hustle keeps you moving. We'll help you get where you really want to go. 
TTCU Federal Credit Union. Life is better in balance. Welcome back to Inside Tiger Football, brought to you by Rib Crib. I'm Dan Hawk, joined by head coach Josh Blankenship. Coach, I know the defense, it didn't go exactly the way you wanted, but there was a lot of positive. Just break it down on what you saw on tape after looking at it against Owasso that it raised your eyebrow and the positive sort of things. Uh, the positive still the same. You know, you got guys playing really, really hard. Uh, guys really wanting to be physical almost to a fault uh, where they're probably taking some chances on things that they, they need to be more sound on uh, mentally. Uh, not take the bait, so to speak. Um, so a lot of young guys that are flying around and being physical, which is encouraging. Um, we're very inconsistent on on being where we're supposed to be and doing, um, you know, what we're supposed to do. So the challenge is on the coaches. You know, how do you how do you get these guys that haven't played a whole lot of games? How do you speed up their progression? Um, do you simplify? Do you spend more meeting time? You know, those are all things we're trying to tweak. Um, to pour into these guys to make them better prepared for Friday nights. Um, you know, there honestly, there wasn't anything Owasso did that that was a surprise. Um, it was stuff that we had worked on all week. And uh, there were times where we played really well, and there were a lot of times that we were very unsound and not where we were supposed to be. So that's got to improve. One running back for Owasso found the end zone with Cecil Garrett. So when it comes to run protection, it seems like your Tigers have been able to you know, not bend and break. They've been able to hold that line right. and, and contain the running backs of opposing teams. Yeah, and I challenged Coach Mon before the season, well, well before the season. I mean, all the way back into December, January, um, that playoff football is going to be determined um, by running the ball and stopping the run. Um, you know, that's just the way it is. And, and it's one thing to be uh, porous in pass defense, um, but if teams can just – uh, run it down your throat, then we've got no shot. And uh, so there was a, probably an overcommitment uh, in a good way, what I asked for, uh, to make sure we're committed to stopping the run. And, you know, the negative byproduct is that is we're overaggressive probably at the safety position at times. Uh, bad eyes, uh, you know, sucking down on play action or uh, things that, uh, you know, want to bait them down to come in to try to make a big hit. And then you get exposed, you know, double moves, screening goes, uh, tailback out of the field on a mesh concept down the rail route. Uh, where we're supposed to bang and carry that guy, and then we don't. Uh, so it looks like a complete bust uncover. Um, but it's stuff we work on all week, and we got to continue to work on. And, and you know, it's just one of those things that the guys got to continue to play football. And and that's what that's the beauty of the bye week is we get a week of of just focusing on us, no hyper focus on who the opponent is. It's just us. Our our opponent is us. Linebackers definitely yeah. stepping up. Coleman, I mean, he's been thrust in this position now with Condry being out for right now, and Jaime Murillo also having a oh, big yeah. game as well. T tell me about those two-headed monsters and what those two mean to you on defense. Well, they they've really taken a leadership role on defense, which is uh, what you want out of those guys because uh, they've earned it. They've earned the right to speak. Um, you know, they've earned the right to say this is what our defense is going to be. This is what our defense is not going to be, um, and they're starting to slide into that uh, leadership role. Uh, Marillo, we, we named a captain uh, before the season started. It's what we expected out of him. He's a, a heavy-headed, uh, just knows for the football, knows for contact, um, uh, just loves being physical and loves playing linebacker. And then Cole Lamont, um, you know, we saw a lot of flashes of what he could be last year as a sophomore, and I'm really excited to see him really stepping into some some big-time roles. His, his greatest challenge, and it's his asset, is uh, his versatility. So he's able to play in the box. He's able to play an edge. Uh, he's able to play in space. He, he's he's going to be big enough to be a you know a tie a, excuse me a defensive end type of body. Um, so there's a lot of versatility with Cole, um, which you know the hard part about that is you're learning multiple positions. Mm -hmm. So 
um, you know, it's a, it's an awesome thing to have that versatility, and it's also a burden that he he's going to have to own, and he's doing a great job of that. But very excited about both those guys. Take me back to when you name these guys captains, yeah. because I, you do it every year, but it's it's very personal for each guy when they get named a captain. Mm-hmm. Walk me through Jaime Murillo's opportunity to lead this program on defense as a captain. You know, he's he's a guy that really evolved immediately after his junior year ended, uh, sophomore year. Uh, I, w- I think he would agree. He kind of was just a guy that blended in as a sophomore. Uh, junior year, you started to get an idea of what he was capable of. Um, w- hard worker. Um, I don't know how committed he was. And then it was immediately after that junior year ended. And a lot of guys, that's just what happens is, you know, the senior uh, factor clicks in. Um, it happened very, very early. I would say, you know, late November, right after the season ended, he wanted to own what this this group was going to be. His work ethic in the offseason was insane. His toughness, his commitment, uh, his demand of his teammates and how hard they work, um, it, it was tremendous. And so it was it was a clear choice, um, you know, by his teammates and by his coaches that he was one of the guys we wanted to be a captain. With him and the rest of the defensive crew, I mean, yes, the Rams found the end zone and it was multiple players, but you guys didn't allow any receiver over 70 yards. So, I mean, that's got to be something that you're taking away as well. You know, we want to win, sure. and and so we're really not pouring over stats. We, you know, what we'll analyze and continue to do is is the film, you know, how guys are doing their job. Um, thank goodness it's there haven't been effort issues like we've mentioned multiple mm-hmm. times because um, that's that's sometimes, most most times, not correctable. Um, you know, these are all things that guys got to continue to learn how to, how to do their jobs with a really good opponent in your face trying to keep you from doing your job. Um, you know, in a big pressure moment, bright lights, big games. Um, and that was a gauntlet that, that our inexperienced group probably wasn't ready for. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, three title contenders from last year and probably title contenders this year. Um, and we're trying to get traction. Um, you know, if I had a crystal ball, I'd probably go schedule some cupcakes and, and you know, work on our team confidence. But that's not reality. So we got to find confidence within what we have. Um I am very encouraged when I turn on the film of, of the players that we have. And uh, I love our coaching staff, and I love how we pour into these kids and keep trying to make them better every day. Um, and that's what we're going to continue to do. And, and we've got a very, very, very high ceiling with this group, even right now this this season. And I'm, I say going into the season, it's going to be an interesting year. I have no idea how many games we're going to win, um, but it's a group that I can't wait to coach. Uh, week in and week out because they're a very talented, hardworking, tough group, and and they haven't played a whole lot of games, but but uh, sky's the limit for this group still. Coach, let's take a quick timeout. We'll be joined by defensive lineman Cody Watson on Inside Tiger Football, brought to you by Rib Crib. <laughs> Racing towards the end of the month? Ask about our early pay options. TTCU Federal Credit Union. Life is better in balance. For families who like to build their wealth while staying liquid, we have flexible rate CDs to keep your funds working hard, even when you're not. First National Bank of Broken Arrow. The right balance. Welcome back to Inside Tiger Football, brought to you by Rib Crib. We're joined by now defensive lineman, senior lineman, Cody Watson. Cody, how you doing so far? Good. How about you? 
The bye week, uh, almost over. Uh, we got this big matchup with Southmore. But, you know, this season for you, because this is the last one, I mean, how special has this been for you to, you know, be on the line and represent Tiger football? Well, really, this being my last season, it's kind of like uh, it, it strike me because now it just flew by so fast. And uh, now I'm really surprised because I was a sophomore at one point and looking up to the seniors, and now I'm that senior. So... And being at the D-line, it's always the first priority on the defense because if the D-line doesn't get penetration, then it just all falls apart. So, When you came into the game of football, I'm assuming when you were in peewees, you played all different positions. What sold you about playing defensive football? Well, originally, uh, I played offensive line, actually, and I was a, a offensive tackle. So, uh, And then coming up into the middle school years, I played uh, linebacker. <laughs> And then they pulled me down to D-line just because I got a little bit bigger. And uh, I played DN for a while. And then this year is my first year playing interior D-line. So You're very charismatic, not just on the football field. I mean, I got to learn a little bit about you. You're a car guy as well. So give me the, the backstory with all the things that you do that are outside the game of football. So growing up, uh, I would always watch like uh, car videos on YouTube. It was like my favorite thing to watch. And uh there's this group called Throttle that does uh, uh, like car modifications and they'll take a random junkyard car and they'll turn it into like a, this race car. And so once I had the opportunity to uh, work on my own car, that's I just went all in. So like all the money that wasn't going to like food or gas went to my car and not like extra clothes or anything like that. All right. Every car guy, I know that they try to save every dollar. So is there a day where like, you know what? I'm not going to get the foot long sub today. I'm going to get the six inch to save for my car. Yeah. I downloaded the McDonald's app just so I can get like the 20% discount. <laughs> so that way I can get more money towards my car. And I would like budget me to like five to $7 at McDonald's or like get like the dollar 12 or something like that. McChickens. <laughs> Okay, when you're doing all this, I mean, the end goal is to make this ride even more, you know, cooler and whatnot. How does that relate to your football ability? Because I'm assuming you try to find ways to get even better in a quicker amount of time as well. Yeah, so my older brother is actually a bodybuilder. And so he put me on a meal plan so that way I could gain weight to play D-line because sophomore year I was 190 pounds. And then going into the middle of the offseason from my sophomore year, I went up to 220 so he definitely helped a lot for weight wise. And then my uh, my dad uh, used to be a wrestling coach and he would put me uh, through like these extra exercises at home, which actually helped me a lot. And then uh, I had a great coach first year coming to high school. His name was Coach Heath. And uh, he definitely taught me like explosion wise. And uh, I'm a very explosive player. So now that's basically what happened. How much fun do you have hitting opposing you know, teammates or players on the other team. I mean, I know you don't like to rough up your own team, but it happens in practice. But when you're facing other teams, what's that like for you? It's definitely like what brought me to football because I'm a very competitive person. And uh, being able to hit people without getting in trouble was kind of like a thing that <laughs> I really liked because sometimes you're, you're just mad and you could just leave it on the football field. You don't have to leave it with people at school. And uh, just being, yeah, being able to hit people across from you is just pretty fun. Your brother being a bodybuilder, you know, what kind of avenues have you taken away from him for your own skill set in the weight room? Well, uh, I would really just ask him like random questions out of the blue through text messages. Like, how can I do better on bench press or how can I uh, 
lift heavier and he would always go all in with me he was it's it's really awesome to have a brother that's like that it's pretty cool for the defense you know you've been a part of this program for quite some time i mean what do you want to see improved on what you guys are doing on d well really the defense that we're playing right now is actually the defense i really like just because for me personally they get to put me head up across the center and they just tell me to just to do whatever i want explode through them pick an a gap and just shoot through as fast as you can which is really what i did on Owasso. i really just took a step as fast as i could through the a gap and just blindly shot my hands as, as hard as i could and then the plays just ended up in my lap so has it hit you that you know you're you're in your final season playing tiger football yeah it hit me pretty hard uh walking into the tunnel for the first game so i would i walked in there and then i was like whoa okay this it now it's hit because now i'm walking out for the last first time so a lot of AP classes you're involved in. You're a car guy, football. What's your goals, man? Like, what do you want to do when you graduate? What are we going to see out of Mr. Watson? So the goal is to get a scholarship to play uh, at the collegiate level, just to bump those prices down for college. And then I want to study as a mechanical engineer to work in the automotive industry because I really like cars and stuff like that. So, Do we see you in a pit crew or do we see you driving? Like, what gave me the background on, on the goal when it comes to cars? So my like main goal the in life my uh dream job is to work on f1 cars so to be the person that designs and modifies those cars not like working in the pit crew but actually builds the car just tell me this can i get a hookup when it's time that i need a new car that you can help me out a little bit yeah i got you well cody i appreciate you stopping by for inside tiger football brought to you by rib crib coming up next we'll have head coach josh blankenship as we get you set for this week's matchup with sophomore Life happens in a hurry. Our money experts will help you keep up. TTCU Federal Credit Union. Life is better in balance. At Ascension St. John, you'll find advanced heart care, brain and spine care, and personalized cancer care. And we excel just as much in the things that can't be measured. Listening more closely, caring more compassionately. Welcome back to Inside Tiger Football. I'm Dan Hawk, joined by head coach Josh Blankenship. Great stuff out of Cody Watson. And now we turn to the page to district play with Southmore. What do you see on tape out of them? Uh, right now we're focused on our, our uh, bye week. You know, obviously coaches are breaking down Southmore and getting ahead on that. Um, really not even mentioning Southmore right now. It's all about us. Um, now we have talked about what district play is. Um, you know, it's a, it's a reset. Um, if we had won three, in a row of our non-district, it had no impact on what we're getting ready to do other than we probably feel good. Um, you know, losing three, if we'd been one and two, two and one, it, any scenario at a, at a non-district doesn't matter. Now they start to count. Um, you know, we've talked about uh, playoff seeding. Uh, the benefits of being a one or two seed means you get a bye and then you host second round. Uh, three or four means you're playing first round, you're in, but you're hosting. Five or six, you're in. Seven or eight, you're out. You're not playing. You're going on to basketball or wrestling. So, um, you know, we talk about that sense of urgency and what we're doing this week, even though there's not an opponent that we're playing Friday night, it's an investment. It's what are we doing? We're kind of making up for that short fall camp. Mm -hmm. You know, when you play, when you play a zero week, you're giving up a week right. of fall camp. Um, I like that we have this bye week right before district because we get to go back and readdress what we've got to get better at. Um, which really that is the key thing is, is it's all about us and, and not self-destructing, shooting ourselves in the foot give our guys a chance to go execute. And when we do that, we've got explosive guys that can do it. 
So with all that, how important is it that this game to open up districts is here at home instead of being on the road with being road warriors? You know, it's it, I think it's a bonus. Um, you know, there's the comfort level of, of what school feels like, the routine of how get how you get over here six hour, you know, the JV getting a lift, uh, what time the sandwiches, you know, are, are had, what time we do our meditation, what time we do our walkthrough. And there's no wrinkles to it because you're traveling to the west side and you got to leave early. Um, so the routine of that is certainly – um, good. Uh, there's familiarity to it. Um, obviously, being in our locker room, our indoor, and then playing on our field that we practice on every day, uh, there's definite positives to that. Does your style of coaching change at all when we get into district players? It's still the same same approach. I don't know if I've analyzed that. Um, I would say I'm probably I probably take a few more risks in uh, maybe non district. You know where. Uh, you know, you, you're trying to take advantage of every scenario that you can possibly expose your kids to. In the non-district, I might be a little more aggressive on some things in non-district uh, than the, you know, the focus, you know, in districts, obviously, first to get the win. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, you've got a point variable there that's a plus or minus 15 or anything in between that um, that could come down and be critical in tiebreaker scenarios. So, um, you're definitely counting points. You're definitely, uh, you know, my job is to put these guys in best position to go win a game um, and then to go put them in the best position to go be hot and go make a run in the playoffs. So seeding's important. Points are important. And uh, and then obviously getting better is is always the focal point, but not at the expense of, of winning a game. Can you give us any players that you think could make, you know, a big impact now that we're into district play because they know what's at, on the line? I still think it's our uh, our fronts on both sides of the ball. Um, you know, I've, I've seen some tremendous growth from our offensive line, which I was really waiting to see. Um, you know, like I've mentioned, first time that group's been together. Um, and then the defensive line is very, very young, very, very experienced, but very talented. And, and you see flashes of some really good defensive line play. And I, I'm anxious for that to all tie together for four quarters. Well, Coach, I appreciate you stopping by doing inside Tiger football. For head coach Josh Blankenship, I'm Dan Hawk. The next time we'll see you, we'll be against Southmore here at home at 7 p.m.